Oh man. Uh, in uh, Espanol, cien, ciento, hundred. In French, cent. In English, one hundred. One hundred. Can you right. believe it? Can you believe it, Simon? You know, I can and I can't. Um, part of me feels like we've been doing this for eight years, and part of me feels like we just started yesterday. You know what I mean? I feel like we have the we have the system down. It's officially become like a default in my life, at least. Of Honestly, like, yeah, it's part, just part of my schedule. I get to catch up with Aaron and uh, talk yeah. music. <laughs> but like, it also does not feel like we've done a hundred episodes. That feels no. like kind of wackadoo crazy. Cuckoo, luku. I haven't stuck through to a hundred on anything in my life, probably. I can't either. I can't think of MN 100. I've driven on that. Sure. Yeah. Been there, I've not seen that. the show, The 100. Me neither. I have had a $100 bill before. Period. That's every day. That's, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I take a break from the hustle. I. What other things? I probably have played a uh, hundred Breath of the games. Wild. <laughs> Definitely played at least a hundred kickball games. Oh yeah, you've played a hundred hours of Zelda. Uh huh. I yeah, think that's, I. That's child's play, Mama. I've probably eaten a hundred of my homemade chocolate chip cookies. Oh God, those chocolate chip cookies are something, folks. If you haven't had one, oh, <laughs> I feel not bad even, for you. They're not even like if y'all if you want to make them at home, you just get the clear Saffitz chocolate chip cookie recipe. It's the brown butter. It's the brown butter, y'all. That's like the trick that like takes them. Mama, the mama, I have had it. It's it's the hype is true. The Yelp reviews. They're there. They're there. They're in. I just made a brand new batch on Sun Monday, I guess. And I'm already like, I think I've eaten seven or eight. Majority of them via just cookie dough. Haven't even cooked them. I mean, why at that point? They're already they're right there in front of you. Just eat them, baby. I'm probably going to have to eat more after this because they're so fucking good. Oh my god. You know what me and Eric go through uh food wise about that quickly? It's like goddamn honey nut Cheerios. Cause we we purposely don't keep a lot of snack food in the house. So God forbid we get the munchies. We're like, oh God, should we have some, you know, chicken breast or, you know, a little. No one is ever going to cook a chicken breast for the munchies. No. No. So like, I, no. Our, our like workaround is we get Honey Nut Cheerios and they're delicious. I love Honey Nut Cheerios. Oh. Okay, Simon, I'm just going to bring this yeah. to you. I think mm-hmm. that the Honey Nut Cheerios thing came from Eric stealing my Honey Nut Cheerios. I mean, honestly, not a surprise. Not that a surprise. Because this is new. Man, you, you weren't... How long have you been doing the Honey Nut Cheerios thing? Probably three months. Two months. And how long, how long have I been 
moved oh, out. No. Oh no. How long have I been moved out? <laughs> this is I, an Eric. I'm not gonna say anything more until I have my lawyer here. That's what I I'm gonna say. I hear you. But, um, but okay. yeah, if to be friends with Eric is to know that unless you put physical locks on the pantry, you're probably it's going to gonna the grocery be store. <laughs> It's gonna be eaten. No, but I think it was after I moved out, he came that, over yeah. and he took the leftover Cheerios. That sounds about right. That now now that you mention. Yeah. Okay. So what I was gonna say though, and this is an aspiring sponsor. Oh I I'm all ears. There, so Cheerios are fucking good. Oh. Honey Nut Cheerios have been my default every morning for I don't know how long. We love General Mills. But Costco has uh, strawberry banana Cheerios in a two-pack. And uh, I'm not kidding you. I have not had a better cereal. What? what? It is so damn good. Okay. So damn, just like, and I've been eating for the past maybe month, <laughs> month and a half. Okay. You threw out the old Honey Nut Cheerios. Eric took them. And you mm-hmm. you upgraded. You know, we just went to Costco this weekend. So we got a fresh two pack of honey nut Cheerios, but that'll be gone within the week. So yeah. We'll we'll Check I'll see out. if I can sway him to this the strawberry variety. I promise you you will not regret. You will not okay. regret. Hey, can I just say something? What? Okay, so I decided to go on like a very, very low dosage of daily Cialis just to kind of try it. You know, I just, I mean, when you have health insurance, it's a little bit like kid in a candy store with a pharmacy. You're like, I don't know. I kind of want this. I kind of want that. You know, I swear, Aaron, I knock my shalonger against a desk or something. I'm hard. Instantaneous. Is that a good thing? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Because it's just the wind blows i'm like here we go i don't know it's honestly distracting sometimes but you know do you like do you think it's do you acknowledge that as horniness or do you acknowledge that as just like you know what else is working you know what i will say i did just join lifetime after working out in the apartment gym for three years working out at the new hope lifetime I, I now you know people okay paparazzi let me live anyways there are so many hot suburban dads at this gym so honestly it could be a correlation i'm horny i want i want all these dads to know out there i am a vessel if you would like to explore your sexuality you just ask but do you like i guess what i'm trying to ask here is mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. A drug like Cialis or Viagra Mm -hmm. or whatever, Mm -hmm. obviously just make it so like your schlong is up, right? Your schlong is ready to go. The way I understand it, Viagra, yes. Like you take it, boom, here you go. Cialis requires like some sort of stimulation. Initiation. Yeah, some sort of like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm seeing hot things. But you do know. you think mm-hmm. that like 
Cialis is legitimately tied to horniness, or do you think that like you could you could potentially um, be hard without necessarily being horny just because you're like Hmm. We'll have to give it enough time for the novelty of me being at lifetime to go away for to track accurate results. Let's just say But that. then you're gonna then you're gonna go to St. Louis Park and then you're not gonna turn around. <laughs> then it's gonna be game over for you. Game over for me. No, I don't really I don't really get like that in the like I don't actually like cruise the gym. You know what I mean? I'm not that no. type of girl. I'm usually I, I'm usually yeah. all business. I want to get in. I want to do my biz. I want to get out. I have cruised the gym for <gasps> sure. What? Okay. I don't, yeah, I'm... I got a blowjob by like a really creepy old guy in the <laughs> in the steam room at a lifetime before. <laughs> I didn't know that. I love that about you. That's incredible. But then, but like once I got through the thrill, I've never done it again. I've been like, uh, the the thrill's gone. I've done I, it. Yeah, now. I get that. I get that. Just see what are it's we gonna like. get caught? Yeah, ooh, you that's know? fun. That is fun. Yeah. Uh, um, who knew? Not me. Not me. <laughs> we aren't. But like <sighs> all this, all this press aside, like all this press. So happy that we made it to 100 episodes, and we can't believe. I remember that. we started talking about this. Maybe like I want to say like seven or eight episodes ago, and we were starting to be like. What the what fuck are we, are we gonna, gonna do? do? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? The Ugh. criteria needed to be something that wasn't super high effort. <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. Um because we had thought about like going through these top 100 lists and giving our thoughts musically on these, you know, hundred albums. A hundred albums, and we're like, Aaron. We don't got time Are we going to do that? We do not have <laughs> but time for that. I think what we settled on, pretty special. Pretty special. It's pretty special. I, I'm hoping that people take this and they go, oh, I didn't know they did an episode of uh, Bop or Flop about that album. Right. I love that album. What, what are their thoughts? Right. You know? That's marketing, baby. Um, so Simon, what is the concept that we landed mm. on? So on our 100th episode of Bopper Flop, we are giving our definitive collective list of the best albums of all time. Perfect. That, that we've reviewed on the podcast. There's a small asterisk there. Just, Just a, a tiny, tiny one. little one. All lowercase, so fine print. Just to confirm the 10 best albums of all time. Of all time. That we've reviewed on that the podcast. That we reviewed on the podcast. Okay. Anyways. Now <laughs> so that Aaron, we cleared the air on that one. Should we get into it? Yeah. So um, okay. we spent quite, like we we both, the way that we went approach to approach this list is we both came up with what, our kind of top 10 albums would be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we sent them over to each other and went, oh, okay, good. There are Initial at least thoughts, some albums mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we agreed on. In fact, there were five albums that we both agreed need to be on this list somewhere. Mm-hmm. The thing yeah. is, though, 
Yeah. There are, I think like if, if I didn't, if we weren't collaborating, I probably could have removed one or two of them, but because we sure. collaborated and we both put on the top 10. Yeah. That's right. It's like marriage, Aaron. It's a compromise. And y'all, you wouldn't, it's not necessarily where you'd think. It's not necessarily how you'd think it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But then we got together and we like married the two lists. And then we had a little bit of heated debate about why so this heated. album should go at third That's place right. and not fourth place and mm-hmm. all the things. Mm. It was a really um, intense, but ultimately um, a fun and challenging process. And I just appreciate that we were able to find a way to to move forward. Y'all, and we did it. We found a way. It did. While it, there are definitely some compromises, it didn't feel like it was half as my list, half as Simon's list. It felt right. like it was good reasons why. Might be, that. might be one or two we gave each other. Who knows? Hey. Maybe just one. Maybe just one. And maybe it was mine. Hey. <laughs> Who's to say? No one's to say. No one <laughs> is knows? to say. No one's to but say. <clears throat> there was one album that wasn't really an album that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we were gonna give we would have probably put on the list, but it yeah. wasn't an album. Simon. And again, these are the top ten best albums of all time that we reviewed that we've reviewed on the podcast and so thus this ep was ultimately disqualified and of course that was uh in a dream by troy savan just a just a banger of an ep so good so So good good front to end front to end it really caught me by surprise so we added the deluxe edition with 2020 (laughs) that's right and the vinyl came with that as well uh-huh. And and or a fun a fun little like end track where they were riffing the easy lyrics and like figuring it out in their creative process, you know. We love that's, we love it. That's fun. That, I think that's a Spotify exclusive. Just to be honest, nice. I don't <laughs> it think was I on, have that. It was on the vinyl actually. Oh, which, which I thought is like a like they don't really do that as much now. Like fun little hidden things that are only on the vinyl, but that was cool. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Fun little little extra that's right so moving so should in we, should we get started yes i'm so excited Ugh. i i i'm i'm just hoping that we don't regret any of this i never have any regrets promise me that when we're here we will find adventure we'll find adventures absolutely that's hillary duff for you um Coming I'm in. surprised we've never reviewed a Hillary Duff album, by the way. She hasn't released anything. Just a thought. I would love on a week that there's nothing going on. I would Just a, love to a do little a throwback. Album. A little throwback. Breathe in, breathe out, mama. I would love to go through that. Period. Period. Okay. Let's it get turns out looks. she's like actually like. <laughs> She's a platinum. She has many songs that have gone platinum. I believe that. She was huge. She was the moment for a moment, you know? And I think in some ways she still is the moment, but it, she's mm-hmm. more like acknowledging that she doesn't need to always be in the spotlight. Cough, cough, Taylor Swift. Hey, I, I fully back that statement. Yeah. Hey, and that's, I don't, a, that's the way to go, though. Fade I out. I don't think... I don't think Taylor knows 
how to not be in the spotlight. No, I she doesn't want it. She absolutely needs it to live. Like, I think that she truly like in her mind, she's like, I don't want all this attention. But at the same (laughs) time, all of her actions and her her subconscious body is like attention. Aaron, sometimes you say things that really get me. (sighs) And that's one of them. And that that is that's That's a big one for me. That's a big one. Okay, so coming in at number 10, Mm -hmm. what do we have? We've got Disco by Kylie Minogue. Mm. Simon, why is why is Disco on our top 10? Well, you know, it really was one of those albums that came out during the pandemic when we were getting a lot of Disco. And Mama, we couldn't get enough. We couldn't no. get enough. Mm-hmm. Couldn't. And, you know, for me, this was really a kind of return to the gay spotlight for Miss Kylie. Um, you know, if she wasn't going to break into the U.S. with the, her Fever album, we don't deserve her. And I live in that truth. And that's a reality I'm fine with. But this album really, for me, one of her best works, maybe her best album front to back, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is incredible. I hope to God she tours with her next album because if I don't see her before I die, uh, what what was I living for? You might just need to travel abroad to see her. That might just be it. I think you're probably right. I think you're right. Um, yeah, Who the knows? one thing I would just add to this was that this was the album that I think brought me into Kylie and it brought me into understanding kind of just in appreciating her for her artistry. And it didn't really have any sleepers within the album. It was super fun. And she just kept on um, her entire, like she made this album last for her for like two years of doing Mm -hmm. fun, different inventive things with it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, she and did these a, songs are going to always be on playlists for me. Absolutely. And she did a really great one of those like pandemic concerts where it was like pre-shot and all that stuff. Yeah. And I have it on Blu-ray. Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, and she that was another opportunity not only to, you know, do disco, but it was also a way to like reintroduce us or bring in new fans to some of her older stuff. Like, uh, and she did them in arrangements that she hadn't done before. Like she did a really interesting version of her song slow, which is maybe top five Kylie for me. It's just so sexy. Um, but yeah, it was just like a really fun way to play with her sound and bring back some of her old stuff in a new way. Um, so I'm really glad that we we both agreed. Yeah, disco's got to be on the list. Gotta For be on the list. sure. For sure. So what? Aaron, what's what? number nine? You know, um, for number nine, we have Harry's House by Harry Styles. And this might be a hot take for some. But this you was, know what? This was one that neither of us had <laughs> on our top 10 list. Initially, yes. N- initially, neither of us had it on our list. It's true. But through the power of discussion, collaboration, and uh, the a mutual respect for 
from good music, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we had to put on Harry's House. This album, inarguably, was a moment in time. Mm-hmm. And not just that, was so fucking good to listen to. Yes. If if you remove Harry Styles from the equation and your perception of his place in pop culture, like you said, I don't think you can argue that this is not a fantastic album. Sorry, people. Things, Sorry. Things don't things don't happen to people like me. <laughs> things like this don't happen to people like me. I mean, yeah, it's shit like that where you're just like. Honestly, what it is, it's the more he decides to talk in public at press events that you realize, oh, you have a wonderful creative team. You might actually be a little stupid. Well, I I think he he has a a wonderful press like team and his oh, the team that surrounds him like yes. the fact that they're trying to put him into movies, good on them. Good on them. I hope um, they that he doesn't continue to get acting parts. I don't think he's a very strong actor, personally. I don't know how you feel yeah. about this. I don't think I've seen anything. I've seen that one war movie that he's in, but he's only in it for like a couple minutes. Yeah, he, he didn't play a big enough role in that one. I know what you're talking about. Some of the shots in that film. <laughs> wow. So good. But again, Harry kind of a non-factor. Um, right. I laughed audibly at parts in Don't Worry, Darling that were absolutely not played for comedy. Absolutely uh, not. I'm scared to watch it. it uh, honestly, I don't really want to watch a Harry Styles movie. Have you Have you seen that one officer one? The Policeman? I have not. I haven't either. That was a bit of a protest for me. I've heard that one might be better. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't want to like who knows. But this is what we're talking about. It like he causes so much com- like with good reason. People are very critical about <laughs> what he represents and the things he says. And I I don't disagree. I don't no. disagree. And yet I think he's he's still number 9 on our list. He's still number 9. That's what With it is. Such great songs on that album. Music for su- Sushi Restaurant. Late Night Talking. Late Night Talking. Satellite. Like, ah. Uh, Cinema. I mean, oh, my Damn. God. I, I mean, yeah. Honestly, now I'm, I'm, I, I feel like I need to go re-listen again. I do, I too. It And you know what? People, I have it on vinyl. So why don't you just sue me? I okay? have it on vinyl, too. And I don't have a vinyl player. <laughs> Still. That's another story. That's another story. Simon, <laughs> we've done we've done number nine, but we That's have right. not done number eight yet. Yes. Was, what, what is our number eight? Number eight might be on this list because I campaigned quite heavily for it. I I did some things I'm not proud of to get this on the he list. He may have said that he would not do the episode <laughs> if we didn't put this on the list. I said, I will release the tapes, Aaron. Of what? Hey. That's for me to know. But ultimately, number eight on our list is the album Plastic Beach by Gorillaz. Simon, why is Plastic Beach on this list? Mm. You know, historically, Gorillaz have played an interesting role just in 
how like what what is possible for music what boundaries you can push um and like how you can create characters it from a a musical group and create a whole right. lore around them so i've always been drawn obviously to the music it really checks a lot of boxes for me in my own personal biases of what i like in my day-to-day listening and then you get a whole graphic element with the characters and their background and plastic beach um you know a lot of people remember gorillas for demon days because that was definitely their break into the mainstream like they owned pop culture at that time um and everyone remembers the song feel good inc however for right. me for me this album is actually their sup- superior album it just front to back it showcases so many different genres and influences they have a fucking orchestra in their opening song and in a like a couple of their pieces it's just so it was a moment in time for me, honestly. So I did, I campaigned heavily for this one, Aaron. And the thing is, is, if is, yes, you could have. I, I, you did campaign heavily for it, but I like, did, I did. I could have said no, but here's the mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. the bottom line is like this album was a really really good listen front to back, and it did make me a fan of Gorillas. And a fan of the artistry behind the gorillas. So for all intents and purposes, having it included on the list, I think is, is a great inclusion. Mm -hmm. And for what it's worth, I think like, for example, the song empire ants and on melancholy Hill. Ooh, one of the best, like sad, slower songs. Like, Ooh, Ooh. I want to go back to that one too. Fuck. You gotta, you gotta. I literally thought that that this is a different album for <laughs> half of half of the time. Like, since you said the what list, album I, did you think it was? Did you think it was the most recent Gorillaz album we reviewed? I, Cracker Island. Um, no. Okay. You'll what see. You of, okay. All right. All right. More to come look, on that. Look at our. Look at our. List oh, that's right. Yeah. Never mind. Ugh. Well, yeah. they'll be surprised at least. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Anyways, uh, moving anyth- on to yeah, I was gonna say anything else. Any thoughts on that one? Or are you ready to move on? No, I I, I think overall it's a great choice for number eight. I really do appreciate Fabulous. it. Um, Alrighty, all right. So, Aaron, what do we got at number seven? At number seven, we have uh, an album that I think has had a chokehold on our. Um, gym um, yeah. routines and has, has had a had a chokehold on our listening ears for probably I want to say the moment when COVID finished or when not finished but like vaccines were readily available people were vaccinating up and they were wanting to go dance and do things at, coming in at number six seven seven, seven is uh, Exotica. By Purple Disco Machine. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I still have not seen Purple Disco Machine live. Mm. I'm so fucking pissed about it. But at the same time, I also acknowledge that, like, from my understanding, what I've heard, their sets, his set is like the exact same all the time. Mm. And it's very much like if you've heard it once, you've heard it many times. 
disagree on that one. So I've seen him twice. I saw him at Red Rocks, and he was an opener there. And that set was so good. He, I would have taken him over the opener, to be honest. Um, then, you, mean, you mean the you mean the closer? Sorry, yeah, sorry. the yeah. The main event was Chromio, and yeah, I I would have taken Purple Disco over. This set was phenomenal. It was so good, and it wasn't just the fact that you're at Red Rocks, like right. The music was it, baby. I then saw him at an event during Atlanta Pride. I will say part of the reason I didn't love it was the environment, the venue. The venue. Yeah. It was a gay bar that was just so crowded. And then you're encircled by this like wall border and it was hard to move most people weren't even really paying attention i was like it's fucking purple disco machine like that's gaze that is gaze at a concert i think that was it but also the set the set had left a lot to be desired it felt like he was working on stuff a little bit well from what i my understanding and my visual like my imagination happening here this wasn't the most prepped or set up event at in any respect maybe and so i don't know yeah. if i would fault him for overall, the stage not oh, being great overall those factors not his fault of course but even in a good venue i think i would have been like eh, okay you know yeah it had moments it had moments we'll say that but this is an album that it was on your list Yes, not on that, yours initially, uh, right? Not on mine initially. Yeah. But I, I, what I, I promised to do is when you sent me over your list, I was like, I'm gonna try and go through as many of the albums that we don't agree on ahead mm-hmm. of our discussion mm-hmm. on on finishing it. And I listened to this one at the gym this morning, and I was just like, Oh yeah, this is a fucking vibe. This Slappers. is so good. Slappers. It doesn't really have bad songs. The one kind of bad song in it is the Elderbrook song, but halfway through that, it like fucking slaps hard. Oh, than yeah. Great song. And I think it ended up becoming my top bop. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about so, you, Simon? Any any additional thoughts on this one? Yeah, no, that was <laughs> that was an unexpected one for us in terms of um we didn't have a lot of choice that week. I I if I remember correctly, and we were just like, hey, let's try this purple disco machine. And it was unexpected how much we liked that album. Oh, yeah. It was and became it was a, super big fans. It was absolutely a delight to listen to that one. Um, yeah. No real notes on that one. It's pretty amazing front to back. Yeah. Okay. Well, now we've officially approached uh, a, a huge milestone. We're at the top six. This is huge for everyone on the list. Huge. Everyone on the list, congratulations. But top six, that's this man. is like <sighs> that's an achievement. Big number. These are the six best albums of all time. Of all time. That we that reviewed. We reviewed on the podcast. Yeah. So Aaron, what do we have at number six? You know, at number six is uh an artist that to be honest 
I actively tried to avoid until we did the podcast. Divisive. And I, I think that there was an yes. album that this artist released during the pandemic that I just said, no, I do not want to review that. I famously have said, this is the worst concert I've ever been to. Not specific but to this tour. Not I want, to this I'll tour. clarify that. Yes. However, but this album, mm. after reviewing it, Mama, it was in my ears and on my booty, shaking it. <laughs> That's right. Physically for, shaking your booty. For like the next year plus. And I still fucking love listening to this album. I, Coming yes. in at number six mm. is Crash That's by right. Charlie XCX. Mm-hmm. Give it up, people. Number six. What a, what a huge day for Charlie, first of all. Huge day. Huge. Move but over, yeah. Grammys. <laughs> Forget them. Forget that. But we you're are, right. So, Aaron. like, you know how, like, uh, there's the Golden Globes for yeah, like, what movies is that? and stuff? What are we? Like, the, the Grammys are the Golden Globes to the Bopper Flop oh, best pe- albums of all time. Period. That we've reviewed. That we reviewed on the podcast. Award. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I like your truncated version better that we reviewed. I always add yeah. it on the podcast. But I like your version. Too? Are we writing articles? We're, we're, we're doing your version moving forward. Um, but you're right, Aaron. This was such an earworm. And this album in particular really changed my perspective on Charlie. And it did make me revisit her discography as a whole. And while I still don't get all of it, I have a much deeper appreciation for what she's done for pop music. And I have an appreciation too for where she's at in her musical journey. I know this album was very much like, a, okay, this is my, this is kind of that defining moment in my career where am I going to go with a big label? Am I going to go independent? Um, and yeah, this, I still listen to this album frequently. It is, sure. it is just so good. The songs could be a little bit longer, Charlie. Charlie. But I think like the other thing that this all this album also did was just like expose me to Charlie as an artist and as like a true innovator of music. Absolutely. The fact that she was able, like, she truly, if you go back to her old albums, you're like, oh my God, she was doing this type of sound before a lot of other artists and what i think what i i we talked about this a little bit uh offline but like charlie innovating into this space is really her innovating into main mainstream pop girly (laughs) a little bit totally totally but damn this album shows that if she wants to do mainstream pop girly she can do it and she can oh, yeah. do it boots the house down like better than almost anyone. Absolutely. People forget that she was, you know, she wrote fancy, like one of the biggest earworms at the time. People like to pretend that they didn't get down to fancy with Miss Iggy Azalea. Oh, but... I thought you meant Reba McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She wrote <laughs> Reba McIntyre's fancy. And I'm standing by that frankly you're, no you're very right though in the iggy yeah. azalea one i will tell you that it took me up until i want to say a year ago to realize that, that music video is meant to be a playoff of clueless oh my god aaron 
it literally took me until a year ago. I didn't. I did not put two and two together. I was like, "Oh my god, this is clueless." <sighs> well, you know, better late than never. Truly, truly. truly. <laughs> so, Simon, we're officially into maybe not like as roll off the tongue, but still important. Our top five. That's coming right. in at number five. What do we have? That's right. Coming in at number five, Aaron. We've got uh, an innovator for sure. A garbage chic pop star if i may we've got dirt femme by tuve lu mm. I, I am I mean, so happy this album made the list i mean uh it was excluded from my list initially and then when we chatted i was back on board i said yeah absolutely. There, there were definitely things like with between our lists where it was i was like Oh yeah, that could that should have totally been on the list, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. on my list, you know, like it was, or even us talking Same. about Harry's house. It's like we did a hundred episodes. <laughs> Same. That's a lot to have to go through and be like, oh yeah, I might have missed one. Mm-hmm. 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 What I love so much about Dirt Femme is, I think I think that this song in particular, this album in particular, has bangers that i think are akin to cut to the feeling by charlie or by uh carly ray jepsen in that they aren't necessarily the songs that the mainstream media is going to or the mainstream population is necessarily going to um resonate with or know about like um body talk right for example with with tuve lu but mm-hmm. this album has songs like um, How Long and No One Cries From Love uh, that I think like the people that love Tuve Lu, their top songs, their most favorite songs are going to be on this fucking album. She is definitely adding to her already lengthy list of slappers with this album, I have to say. And we've chatted about this, Aaron. There is something that is so conceptually tight with Tuve Lu that I appreciate so much. And I know she's listening. So Tuve Lu, I, I notice these things. Okay. And and it it's not like so she has a very like dirty, like dirt femme. It's dirty. It's like a little bit garbage and grunge. She just wears like a ratty looking bikini you know her and her fashion matches that her lyrics match that and it is so hard to do that consistently across many albums in a way that feels so uniquely her and it's right. it's the music it's the you watch her music videos and the sets that she's in and the fashion like people don't get how hard it is just from a fashion standpoint to be unique and to sell a brand if you will and hers she does it so well i think it is crazy underappreciated i think more people should be obsessed with tuve lu she's just incredible you you know who doesn't really necessarily do that branding super well our girl ava max <laughs> I mean, not on the list. Not on the list. Sorry to your girl Ava. She didn't make the list this time. Um, she had I, two chances, okay. and she still didn't. Okay, real, real talk. I did 
message someone on Instagram. This was during the Met Gala. Ava Max made an appearance for some reason. And someone posted about it. They're like, oh my God, Ava Max looking incredible. I could have just let it go. I had smoked a little weed. I was feeling a little feisty. And I said, this was a joke. I messaged them and I said, they're really letting anyone in now these days. <laughs> oh. And I don't think that person was particularly amused. I think they were upset with me. Sorry. I if don't, you're listening. I, I, as, as, as critics, we sometimes have to say things and acknowledge things that might not be the easiest for the, yes. the stands to, to listen like, to or hear. If, and I'm going to say this right now. If you're a fan of Ava Max, which is allowed, it is perfectly reasonable. If you are a fan of Ava Max and don't have a sense of humor about it, you are missing the point, I think. Like, Ava is all the pop tropes and everything, like, thrown at the wall like spaghetti. It's, like, I think you have to have a sense of humor about it. She wore a fucking asymmetrical Bob wig for her first album. Like, how is that not a parody of pop music? You know, I think to me, what it shows when you're like an Ava Max stan is, oh my God, like I'm probably reading so many people because I think that like when when her concert was announced, people a lot were... Of- Everyone okay. was like, oh my god, I have to go see her. Okay, a vocal minority was like, thank god, it's finally happening. And I'm like, again, that's great. But I don't like, feel like it on. was a vocal minority. I feel like I saw at least like at least 12 people be like, this is so like so great. I'm so happy she's here. I can't wait to be dancing. I think yeah. even David Reinhardt. <gasps> noted pod- podcast guest was like yes girly thanks for being here you know he i thought he had like really good taste you this know is, this might the be thing, the one difference between me and david but this is this is like the thing this is the thing with it all i think if you are someone that ingests music through singles <laughs> yeah yeah you're I gonna like it. ava you're gonna like i ava. get it that is you know i hadn't really thought about that and if you go, oh, my God, there's a playlist of all of her best singles and then realize it's actually an album. <laughs> great. Yeah. But as noted podcast critics of music. That's right. That have been doing this now for 100 episodes. 100 episodes, people. I am going to say. Yeah. That that doesn't make a good album. An album of pure singles that are just no. meant for radio play. Mama, that is not an album. No. Our our thoughts are well recorded on Ava. Her albums are kind of a, a, all over the place. It just kind but you of you know what we need to stop talking about Ava because that's Ava right. It's not, not your time. It's not your time, Ava. It's Tuve Lose. I want to be celebrating. Well, are we, do you have anything else to say about Tuve Lose? I mean, like you said, no one dies from love. How long you got to die for? Grapefruit pineapple slice oh my god give it up people i can't get over every fucking song on this album inject it into me mama if you if i would dare you any tuve lu fan 
I dare you. Go into her discography. Mm-hmm. And if there isn't at least, I want to say, four songs on your top 10 mm. from this album, mm. guess what? Mm-hmm. You don't got taste. My final thought on Tuve Lu, not this album, but Disco Tits, top three pop songs of all time for me. Top three. That's a good sign. I'll say it right now. I can't believe I made that bold statement because I don't know if it's true. <laughs> you have to stick behind your strong opinion. But I'm sticking behind it because I do think it's true for me. I will say, again, an Ava Max fan without a sense of humor. Not my not my vibe. Nope. Not my person. Um, speaking who of who your person might be, <laughs> we're officially into the top four. In RuPaul's Drag Race, the top four is usually when we approach finale night, and yep. it's as it's of the last usually it's usually that the final episode before the finale where they make a bottom two queens lip sync, and then they're like, "Just kidding, you're both going to the final." And that yeah, and yeah. so like for all intents and purposes, this is like a "just kidding." You're yeah. both going to the final. It's it's yeah. a big moment. It's not the finale though. It's not the finale. But it is a huge day for them, nonetheless. So, Simon, coming in at number four. That's right. Who do we, got? We, we have the disco pop sensation, What's Your Pleasure by Jesse Ware. Simon, right. why, why are we giving our fourth spot, the coveted number mm. four, to this four? <laughs> this... Slut, if you will. Um, yeah. You know, this was one I campaigned pretty heavily for. No surprise. Um, this was maybe my favorite album. I think it was my favorite album from whatever year is what 2021. I don't fucking know. 2020, I think. Yeah. 2020. You're right. Yep. Um, again, big year for disco, just like the 70s. <laughs> it's those kinds of statements, Aaron, that really put us. In the upper echelon of music commentary, <laughs> move o- move I, over I any say. other music podcast. Any move over bop or flop. That's right. <laughs> We're outdoing ourselves yet again. Anyways, this album for me, for me, I had never heard. Who is Jesse Ware? I had not a name recognition, not a face recognition. She could have been just another woman on the street. I wouldn't know her. In this album masterpiece front to back doing it like no one else is doing it okay now did she invent a genre no but did she take a genre and make it so completely her period this album did that for me yeah this is one of my favorite albums of all time that's why i i fought for this to get the fourth spot and you know what I didn't fight back. This album <laughs> in particular for me, I think it it was one of those those albums slash artists, I guess, with Jesse, mm-hmm. where I had not known anything about her. And I went into this album and was thoroughly amazed and obsessed by the end of the first listen to the point that I was like 
this is going to be my personality for the next three to six months. And I have been, every time I listen to it, I, I do really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Jesse's really solidified herself as an artist to pay attention to. And so absolutely super absolutely. happy to see her in, in the top four. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she's at finale night. Um, it's really like, it was one of, I'll never forget. It was one of those moments, your mind in your own business in life. You're not expecting anything new or exciting to happen. You get a YouTube suggested video for what's your pleasure. And you just, the, the heavens open up and you're like, what is this? Who is this person? And then you listen to the whole album and you're like, what did I do to deserve this? This is amazing. I love it. Uh, it was one of those moments. I live for those moments. Those oh. That's happened to me with uh, Half Alive. That's mm-hmm. happened to me with Elderbrook. Mm-hmm. I think that those are like the two that I, and probably maybe Jesse. I don't know if Jesse was like a YouTube thing or if. Yeah. Yeah. Where she came from. But yeah. like, and just, just to clarify for everyone here. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number four isn't what's your pleasure. What's coming in at number four is what's your pleasure deluxe edition. Yes. No, platinum platinum pleasure edition. Platinum pleasure, people. It's different than deluxe. And that's because that is the version that we reviewed. That's true. If Club Future Nostalgia would have made the list, that would have made the list, not the Future Nostalgia album. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Down of Chromatica? Not Would have had to make the list. Chromatica can't make the list. That's right. It's those nuances that that really show you that we took this seriously and mm-hmm. we are a reputable podcast <laughs> for any sort of uh, music commentary you'd ever look for. That's Period. all you need to know. Period. So back like before season nine, there used to not be a top four. That's right. There was a top three. They didn't play around with that business. And we spent a lot of time talking about what the top three was going to be. It was, oh my gosh, Siri. It was heated, heated. And there was a, a lot of flirtation between three and four, what was going to get that third ooh, spot, place spot. Lots of flirtation. But this was like a big fight for me where I was Absolutely. like, there was so much that happened with our number three artist mm-hmm. that it really felt like it needed to to hit that spot. And so coming in at number three, yes, is Plastic Hearts by Miley Cyrus. Yes. Yes. You you put up a good argument for this one. And ultimately I said, yeah. She's number three, baby. That's and so right. the the reason why uh Miley came in at number three with Plastic Hearts is this album in particular was a big shift in Miley's sound from mm-hmm. where she had been. And I think with that, um, it really opened up us to, to Miley's true artistry. She had just come off of um, that Malibu album <laughs> that I don't think anyone remembers or wants to ever go back and listen to. Nah, yeah, no, I'm good. And I'm we good. we all were expecting like nothing to happen here and this to not like be that good. But when she released Midnight Sky, Ooh. I'm not kidding you. I feel Ooh. like culture shifted. 
A little bit. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think she kind of led the way for other people to move in a more like rock direction for an era just to try it out, see if they liked it. And I have to say, it makes a lot of sense for Miley. It just does. I, she, what she, I also think... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, she slides into this genre seemingly without any effort. Like a glove. Like a glove. I think one of the, one of the other things, too, that this album really did for me, and I think for culture, too, was it brought a spotlight to a lot of old or older rock songs mm. um, like Edge of Midnight, Yes. Um, like, um, what was it? What's the one that, well, she it's covered, zombie? she covered zombie uh, and she also co- covered heart of glass. And so it's like all of incredible. those things too, that like, cause they're actually, I think they're actually a part of the album, right? Like they're, I think on the album. And so from I, that, ooh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. She really kind of brought in this, this appreciation or this kind of spotlight into the the rock songs of yesteryear and i think from that a lot of younger people got exposed to and decided to try and discover older music through Mm -hmm. through miley's plastic hearts yeah and she was really smart with her collabs here i mean you've got you know billy idol you've got joan jett right you've got i mean Stevie Nicks with that little mashup. Oh, come on. Yeah. Come she tr- on. she truly got the A-lists of the the industry and, it, and within the genre to be a part of the album. And that just even further speaks to Miley's artistry. Yeah. And just to remind people that she's a pop girly, let's also get Dua Lipa. Why not? One of the biggest names in pop right now. Let's just get her on. You know? Yeah. She had she really like this album is so fucking good. Mm. I fucking love the song high i love like all of like the hidden meaning behind it and like yes just such a good fucking song good fucking album it is so good i go back to this one a lot definitely have the vinyl period of course of course i do (laughs) oh so 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 good so good but now we're on our top two and this is like mama this was a toughie this, this is a, a toughie. This a, I mean, just both of these albums are phenomenal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And both of these albums, I feel like, could have easily been argued into the number one spot. And we did. We did. We've, we spent a lot of time talking about this. We did. And I mean, how hard it was knowing that we had to tell one girly you are you have the best album of all time of albums that we reviewed while simultaneously telling the other girl you were this close but you're ultimately the second best album of all time but that we but you know what i don't i i don't want to position it that way i don't want no and we don't want either of these artists who are obviously listening we don't want them to feel that way No, both of these artists, I think, should be very, very, very proud. And honestly, second place is Mm -hmm. Silver. 
Yeah. Silver is cool. Silver is honestly, some would say a little more hip than gold. In some, in some context. Yeah. Silver works. I mean, with more I mean, outfits. I mean, don't tell that to Donatella Versace though. Okay. Because she's oh, a gold never. lady. She's a gold lady. Okay. Well, she rocks it. It's part of her personality. But silver is. is also like a lot more neutral. So mm-hmm. being second, not the Not worst. a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. Simon, who comes mm-hmm. in at number two? We gave the number two spot to Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Mm. Guess I you didn't need what you wrote in that song about me. I mean, let's talk about it. Driver's License came out of fucking nowhere. Slapped and took, us. Took the world by storm. Slapped us right in the face multiple times. Driver's License is a song that, like, I hate it. <laughs> when it first came out. I yeah. actively hate it. Yes. But just like Lucy Lajuka's Let Loose... I mean, come on. Slowly but surely, it chipped away to the point that, like, all I wanted to do was pop that song on in the car and sing the chorus as loud as I could with my girlies. Absolutely. You know? Driver's License is a song that, for all intents and purposes, on paper, I should also hate. It's, like of a time that I don't feel like I need to go back to ever. I don't relate to those people in the fashion. Sorry, Gen Z. I try to keep it real and young, but I'm old these days. Simon. What? Costco has these like athletic like bucket hats. Oh my God. (laughs) And they are so cute. But Aaron, that works for you. I think it could work for you, but either way, mm. it's a good sun protection for the summertime. And I need that. That's for damn sure. I'm white yeah. as hell. <laughs> Forget it. We know. Oh, we know. Oh, we know. But again, if you go back to driver's license still, it is a triumph of a song. The way that it brings you back to a time where shit like that was the biggest thing in the world. Nothing could be more important or heavier, you know, higher stakes where what Olivia accomplished with this album was was exactly that was raising the stakes and 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 making us as adults, as as a human population Mm -hmm. feel the visceral kind of heartbreak and angst that we felt back when we were in middle school. It, <laughs> totally. She took that middle she took and that high school Ugh. and made it something that we all could ingest, that we could all participate in mm-hmm. and we could all relate to regardless of whether or not we could actually relate to it. Exactly. Exactly. And not to just give driver's license all the spotlight because the whole album deserves credit. It is really strong from front to back and it it really did kind of kick off that like it brought out the nostalgia from our generation of the like emo pop kind of like punky vibes and made it cool again and not something to like haha laugh at and that's hard to a do hun- sometimes a hundred percent this this album mm-hmm. is very much almost in the same vein as like 
the Avril Lavigne of the world, right? Like, oh my God, Avril! Ugh. I think about which, by her the way, a lot. that album slaps and also might have been overpassed from. Did I? From I flopped that, right? I don't know, but the album's good. I have I to go it. back. I'll go, I'll always give Avril a listen. You know, she deserves it. She's our pop princess. She's a pop girly. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Girlfriend. But like, this was also song. an album filled with like TikTok songs, like in terms of length. But even all of that just didn't bother us yeah. in terms of like our, our opinion of it. It was an album of its time. It truly flies by, but also manages to to rope in other people who aren't living, you know, that TikTok life. I will say I, I will say that like if I'm ever in my feels about or like a relationship or a friendship or whatever else, sometimes like one of my parts of grieving is listening to sour because there's some meanings within it that uh, I'm just like, what is it like one step forward and three steps three back? Three steps back, yeah. You know, or just so like good. traitor or yeah, like God, it's brutal out here, you know. Yeah. They're mm. just this like it I feel like I'm on her side and I feel like I'm on my side when I listen to her songs. Yes. It is it is hard to get Simon on the Gen Z track. And somehow she did it. I was like, you know what? I get you guys. I'm one of I the cannot kids. wait for her to release another album. Like me too. Where, What's she gonna where do? have you been, girl? Yeah. I think she's been touring. Not touring. She's been um, recording, but I don't know. Girl, send do something. I I've not even seen her in like the cultural like conversation at all. She's been quiet recently. Why she's wasn't she quiet. at the Met Gala? Great question. I mean, she's got that teeny little body. Anyone would want to dress her because she could right. wear literally anything. Look great. God. Huh. You know, the Met Gala, what a clown brigade. True. This year in particular, clowns. It really did feel like anyone was invited. It's like a parody of itself at this point. I feel. Yeah. It's so well, I, stupid. I, it feels like the people that want to go or that ask to go are still going. Yeah. But now I, I don't know if they just have like a different kind of planning committee than they normally do but the people that they're inviting i'm like <laughs> i don't really understand the through line here it feels like any you're saying that this is like open to anyone when someone named emma chamberlain who truly is a youtube star is like on vogue doing runway interviews i'm truly disconnected at this point I like what? her. Okay. I like her. Can you, I, and this isn't being mean. What is her deal? Like, what is her shtick? I think she just is like an approachable person that's like, that keeps it real. And okay. I think that that's like enough. Like, even, okay. even her on the red carpets or getting ready, whatever else. Okay. She very much is just like, go with the flow. That's okay. the vibe she gives off. I don't so know if she's that's the perfect. vibe of who she is. She's perfect for a hosting position then. She's very, she's like doing it all right. Like to be honest, okay. for all intents and purposes, okay. she came from YouTube. But yeah. I think in terms of like 
her being successful, I think that she deserves success. So what does she do now? Because she does she still like vlog? Is that her main thing? Or is she doing other stuff? I think it's a lot of vlogs and like fashion and like partnership deals. I don't know. Okay. I honestly don't know what she does anymore. Right. These days, like, like being a celebrity means so much more or less than it did when we were younger. Like just the avenues that are available are so different. And that's why sometimes right. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? You can be famous <laughs> and you can be a celebrity for doing nothing. That's what it kind of feels like sometimes. And that's probably us being like, mm-hmm, or, no, I think that that's like, <laughs> you could just post enough Instagram things and the formula picks it up and you have like hundreds okay. of thousands of followers. You're right. I'm ba- I'm committed to that argument again. You're so right. And like, Ugh. and to say that, like that, that is work. That is something. The people that do that are probably like, I feel I so could put a lot of time and energy into this for, for fair, va- like validation. But truly, it's nine times out of ten, it's just hot guys being hot or like oh hot people God. being hot. The things that hot people can get away with on social media. Oh God, truly, I can't. truly. The content they're producing adds nothing, nothing to this world. Truly, I, I cannot <laughs> like. I I don't follow and I have like a rule of thumb list. that there's like a very small, maybe like three percent of my total people that I follow are people that I don't know. Yes, and specifically, yes. they are like Candy Muse, or they yeah. are like, they're, they're people like, they're. They're icons that add something to your life and their content makes you happy. Right. But it's, even those, it's like very few and far between because a lot of icons get like sponsorship deals. Oh my God. Oh my the God. Hillary Duff of the world, the Vanessa Hudgens of the world. It is nonstop. I, but I stand regardless. I had to unfollow Gaga probably a year ago. The Like her Instagram feed Truly, I haven't seen it for a while, so I don't know if it's still this way. It was the House Labs Instagram. Everything was an ad. It was nutter, butter, crazy. I couldn't take it. I was like, I love you, girl. You'll always be my number one, but I got to get out of your Instagram. I can't do it. It was a lot. I I wouldn't fault you. I feel like I need to do the same, especially after she was like, big announcement tomorrow. Oh God! What was it? Tick tick tick. Oh, what was that? I mean, I knew it. Of course it is. Girl, she's God. Gaga frustrates me to no end. I can't help it. She's so talented, but like God, why? Why capitalism, people? Why do you need that much money? Why? I don't get it. I don't. I I don't don't think you make that much money as a musician. I'm just going to be honest. Oh, I, oh for I don't sure. Think you All, do. I mean, somewhat of her caliber, she's making money. But but she's making money from doing other things outside of music. Yes. And the effort required to do house labs versus conceptually create an album and an entire tour that is newsworthy, unique, 
right. you know, like something that's going to shift culture. That takes so much more effort than being like, yep, House Labs is releasing another palette and you're all going to buy it. Right. Right. <sighs> Man, that depresses me sometimes. Speaking of, um, we have an exciting announcement. Um, (laughs) We we are moving into the makeup space. We have a new makeup line. That's right. Bopper Flop is now. There's the the Flop Fuchsia. The Bop (laughs) Burgundy. The um, Flop Rosebud. The um, aspiring sponsor. Sapphire. Oh my God. This would be fun, actually. Are we doing this? We're starting a makeup line. Skincare comes next. Sephora, move over. We're here now. (laughs) We're buying house labs. Just two gay guys that barely have ever worn makeup. (laughs) Never. Don't know a thing about it. You've worn me. I've put makeup on you. You've put makeup on me. You made me a, a killer look. I think it was yeah. for the Cheap King Princess Queen episode. Yep. King Princess, Cheap Queen. Yeah. Yep. Go back see that one on the Instagram, people. It's Pop been a while. Off. It's been a while. <laughs> so, Aaron, what ultimately did we give the number one spot to? The crown, if you will. People have been like clicking the 15 second forward button. Being like, they have been going off topic. Well, if you hear I this. Think th- I think, honestly, people probably tune in for that more than anything else i would think so too maybe i would think so too but the people that are clicking the 15 second button Mm -hmm. stop now stop Stop now now. we're gonna we're gonna announce the best album of all time that we review that we review goes to renaissance by Mm -hmm. beyonce beyonce i mean I have a feeling, like to to be very frank with you here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's get. I don't honest. think anyone in their right mind would have would think that we wouldn't put Renaissance in our list. Oh, oh, absolutely right. Absolutely. And so, what's kind of like I, if you're going into number one and and wondering what it could possibly be. You probably don't listen to our podcast. Probably. And you 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 probably like just don't have a good sense of music. <laughs> We've been ranting and raving. But keep listening to the podcast. We'd keep listening. You. You'll get better. You'll get better. Yeah. Come along with us. We're all learning here. We're all learning. But this album, I think we've given it constant praise. Mm-hmm. many times since it's come out that's right it has been just still consistently in our ears we are still waiting on the visuals there is still so much left to <laughs> waiting, be told with this album waiting on bated breath give us the visuals and i've heard that like there's even like a remix planned and i I'm forgetting who who the remix is planned with, but she's supposed oh. to do like a remix with someone. Oh, okay. She already has America has a problem with Weekend, yes. right? Is it the Weekend? No, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Lamar. Yeah, more street cred. Sorry, the Weekend. But I think that there's someone else too that like. There's rumors about her doing a collab. Well, with. she did a mashup of "Break My Soul" with uh, Madonna. That well. could be it. 
that yeah. could be it. But I feel like the Break My Soul mashup wasn't even like with Madonna collaboration. Yeah. You know what I mean? Didn't it's she? Like didn't, did I dream this or did Madonna show up? She did. On tour. Okay. She did. That did happen in real life. Great. Okay. Cool. That would have been a moment. Oof. And by that, by she did, I mean, I am in the same delusional bubble that you're in where I'm not 100% sure. You know, there is a way that we can figure this out. Tell me more. Oh, it's this little, it's this little search engine called Google. I just started using it last week. I can't believe no one told me about it. Um, That's crazy to me. Yep. Madonna. Yep. She is set to join Beyonce on tour. Yeah. It happened. I think that is Queens appreciating Queens. I'm I'm pretty sure it happened. I'm pretty sure it happened too. I feel like I saw a picture. Yeah. I saw a picture for sure. Source and whether or not that was true or not, I don't care. (laughs) I believe with, with AI these days, it's hard to tell, honestly. But so going back into Renaissance, I think one of the things that uh, I really appreciated about it is, I mean, like, name another artist that doesn't release a single single music video, a single sing, uh, like any sort of visual or even any sort of promotion for the album outside of releasing it and releasing yeah. "Break My Soul." I think "Break That's My it. Soul" was the one single, and that was like. Truly it. Her power. Her chokehold on the culture. I remember when the full album came out. Mm -hmm. I think that like some people were truly like frustrated by like it not being a vocal album or not understanding kind of what it was trying to accomplish because it is. Beyonce does this thing where she takes a a minority experience and crafts an entire album around Mm -hmm. that experience. Yeah. Lemonade was truly about like the black experience, especially with like the theme of relationships as the core of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Renaissance is truly celebrating the black queer ballroom experience in a way that like, Mm -hmm just is so powerful and for her to do that at the stage that she's at and at the kind of influence she has crazy crazy she is the curator of curators she knows how to like you said choose a theme speak to that theme and do it in a way that truly every time she releases something time stops the culture stops and we fixate on it there is maybe no one like her in the pop space in that regard just her i mean maybe taylor swift like her and taylor swift are the two that come to mind when it's like i don't even think that i think that taylor swift's albums don't have a theme they don't have oh yeah they are in that they are not edited enough (laughs) and it's very much Taylor making a lot of creative calls. I think that they're mm. not like 
she has a theme in terms of overall sound, but what she doesn't have is like a theme of sound and song lyrics purpose behind it all and like overall arc overarching kind of themes with that so like yeah no shade to taylor but beyonce truly does this entire album is about that ex- that that queer black experience the entire yes. lemonade album is truly about the black experience and relationships mm-hmm. and she for all intents and purposes she has that such a strong theme and when when artists typically do that it comes at the expense of the the songs and not with Renaissance, not with Beyonce's no. Lemonade either. No. Yeah. And she's really highlighting the origins of like house music, which are, you know, something that a lot of people perceive as, you know, something white people made, which is totally not. It's roots are very queer, very black. And we as a collective white people have very much capitalized on the style and you know taken it and molded it in their own way but not crediting the originators and it's a really really powerful way of acknowledging the community and i mean and that's before we even really talk about the music you know like and because the music fucking slaps it's -hmm. incredible it's so good. And it the way she created it to go from one song into the next for the entirety of the album, I mean, mind blown. It's so good. It's so good. No, she does it. Just, she does it like no other. She really she, does. She really does. And that's where I just want to remind people this is Renaissance was supposed to be act one. <laughs> yeah. Of three, right? We don't know how many acts, but oh, like, okay. yeah. 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 What the hell are we going to get next? What kind of era, what kind of world are we living in where there's going to be many more acts? We know by her signaling this is act one, Beyonce's not going away anytime soon. Oh, God, no. You know what? I'm doing a goddamn, I missed like the six beehive, you know, whatever pre orders that came when her tour was announced and tickets went on sale mama when i tell you day of when she comes here i'm doing a hail mary on Ticketmaster. i am seeing who cannot go last minute and i'm buying that ticket i'm i'm getting to the renaissance tour baby as I you got, should i gotta see it i gotta oh. i will be there so if you go i will okay. i'll be seeing you there you have you have minnesota tickets i couldn't get them anywhere else there you go there you go <laughs> so you'll be seeing me in minnesota hell yeah hell yeah um anything else to say no i think that that's like a beautiful top 10 list <laughs> a wonderful a re- top 10 list yeah to recap this has been just an absolute pleasure doing this with this with you simon i look forward to reviewing albums sometimes we get serious sometimes we get so goofy Mm-hmm. Sometimes we spend five minutes reviewing the album. Sometimes we spend 50 minutes. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get with us. You never know what you're going to get. And despite like, like not despite, but like, I love that we've gone into this going. We don't really care if anyone listens. No, literally if, no if anything, this is a journey for us, but like, 
it's been so fun to also see that people have really enjoyed it. So if you've been a listener for the past now hundred episodes, oh wow, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I truly like despite you know, A, I look forward to this every week. It it breaks up my week in such a fun way. And I love talking like in a way that we know what we're talking about about music and we have so much fun doing it. And I'm so tickled that like anyone even listens to this. I mean, no, we're not like Mark Marin or whatever, and I have no desire to be huge. I, we literally made this podcast, and I was like, I will probably approach this as if no one listens, period. And the right. fact that people will like semi regularly be like, hey, I listened to the last episode. I like, I, you know, and just say like this, that, like, the other have thing, something specific about the episode that really tickled them or whatever. It makes my day. I love it so much. Yeah. Um, speaking of, this is like, uh, you know how like sometimes they do those, those, um, what do you call them? Like revisions when you make a, when you, when an article came out, you have to do a, what is it called? Oh, well, uh, uh, yeah, it's a revision when like they print something incorrectly you have to like you have to put a notice in the next paper yeah yeah or if it's digital you're just like we originally published this on exit state saying this thing whoops that wasn't right it's actually what all i want to (laughs) say to this is yeah there may or may not have been one or two people (gasps) that have felt like i have read them for filth a little too hard Hey. Or that I I brought up experiences in a, mm-hmm. in a tone that did they didn't necessarily appreciate. Hey, that I yeah. just want to say, yeah, I love you, and love I'm you. sorry. I, I this is not meant to ever be something personal towards anyone, no. except the couple people that it is. <laughs> and hopefully they don't listen. But like I'm I'm nine times out of ten if I am your uh, a friend to you in real life and I Mm -hmm. hang out with you in real life and I enjoy your company Mm -hmm. in real life. Mm -hmm. The things I say on the podcast are not negatives or gripes about our, about you or about anything. Absolutely not. Nothing but love. If you're an Ava Max fan, own that. Don't care what I think. Don't care what I think. Why do you care? Who gives a shit? No. Yeah. You you know what? And if you're going to be an Ava Max fan and go to her concert and dress up, you better do the asymmetrical bob. You better that's the do the only that. thing I want to see there. That's the only thing I want to see there. And that's but that on that. I'm glad I I'm glad I did that op-ed, whatever that was. Yeah. Hopefully the peop the person or people that need to hear yeah. that hear that. I bet you they um, heard it. I bet you they did. I bet you they heard it. I bet you they um did. in terms of where people can um come at us for mm. any of our opinions in regards mm. to this top 10 list best yeah. albums of all time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we reviewed that we reviewed where where can they leave some negative commentary for you simon or positive that's right um you know if they want to send me feedback dm nudes um you can find me on instagram at the realist simon um you can follow and this is a revision I have to say, guys, 
I love this playlist is no longer. What? It is no longer I love this playlist. And I have to go on record and say, I had the quote wrong all these years. And that's on me. I'm sorry to Jessica Wilde that I misquoted you. The playlist is now officially I love that playlist. Not this playlist. Wow. And that's my that's my truth. And I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. I love that playlist. <laughs> but Aaron, where can we find you? Simon, I honestly think that you might have done more for I Love This Playlist <laughs> than Jessica Wilde did for I Love That Playlist. And so for all intents and purposes, you can probably continue. Oh, wow. I love that very acai. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at the Aaron on all socials, and you can find Bopper Flop Podcast at Bopper Flop Podcast on Instagram. That's right. But wait, Aaron, what's your single obsession of the week? Are we Did doing you... that this week? Yeah, let's do it. I want to know. Okay, I, well, I always let's... listen. I want to know, I... and the fans want to know. Oh my gosh. My, Do you okay, want my me to go first? Should you I go, go first? first. You okay. should go first. I would be remiss if we did not mention this single because oh, I know it's honestly, be. oh. it's it's having a moment. And the people are talking about it, and I'm glad. It is Padam Padam by Kylie Minogue. I mean, give it up, people. I knew, I knew that would be your single <laughs> obsession the first chance you had. I've of listened course. to it maybe two times. I don't. It truly feels like it is like people enjoying it for this the fact that it's like very service level nothing. It's it's very um of the moment. People are talking about it and people want to get on board, Aaron. They do. It it it's having the same kind of viral moment that Lucy Laducas let loose had <laughs> where like it was being dubbed over everything and everyone was making memes about it. Let loose. Yeah. Very yeah. that mm -hmm. for me, um, a song that just came out that I have been obsessed with is one of my, one of my favorite artists, the Knox. Oh. They released a new song. I promise. Um, okay. And it is just really good. Really good music, good sound. You know, the knocks rarely miss. I'll say that. Especially on their singles. Oh, their singles always good. Always good. Ooh, keeping I'm, me on my I'm toes, keeping me young, Simon, asking me a single obsession. That's right. You know. I you know what I was thinking? I was like, you know what? The fans would be sad if we didn't. They they really would be. And what was your top bop of the week? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't do my homework. Oh, my gosh. You just went off. Like, you, your sound went out a little bit. Hello, hello. I can hear you again. Oh, thank God. But that, that's, I feel like that's a good cue that maybe it's, it's time, time we... Mama, we got to get out of here. We, we got to go. cut this shit. All right. I'll see you next week, I'm sure. I'll see you next week, Simon. Bye. Bye.